welcome to a very special episode of the All Time Podcast uh, with a very special guest. I like the way you said it. Good job on that one. Very <laughs> special guest. Our our only guest ever, our dear friend, Gabu. What's up, everyone? Welcome. Yes, sir. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, we're doing so, good. Man- maintaining. Maintaining, yeah. We're, good, good. How about you? You doing all right? Yeah, I mean... We're doing as well as we can, right? In this uh, god awful situation. But yeah, it's getting it's getting long yeah. now. Yeah, but hey. losing my mind a little. But you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, our first uh, COVID uh, guest, right? Because yeah. uh, <laughs> we've been wanting to have guests on the episode, but uh, we finally done it, and uh, it's you. Yeah, man, I'm. Glad, I'm very happy to be here, man. And I'm I just want to say, man, like you guys are doing great. Thanks. Um, I was pretty sad when you had to stop for a while because of COVID, but I love the fact that you guys are doing this over Zoom, you know, give people, the listeners, some normalcy in their lives, you know. Yeah, I hope people are enjoying it. Great job, man. It's been uh, it's been tough to keep it going. Um right when the quarant well, right when the um was it the first lockdown, Steve, that put us on hold when we had to kind of like, we had new merch getting ready to, like we were we had new merch ideas we were trying to roll out. It's like yeah, exactly. There was uh, there was a lot of uh, things that got in the way. Basically, we couldn't see each other. Right? It was that first like major intense yeah. lockdown. Uh, I think the second lockdown is when we said fuck it and we just. I came over to your yeah. house. Yeah, yeah. I was coming over to record, yeah. and then magically we we decided to do zoom yeah and it's been working as best as possible for us the thing that the thing that uh that i found particularly interesting is like a lot of people are having a tough time people are losing jobs people are doing whatever but that just us like a small thing that we're trying to keep going was affected showed how mm-hmm. serious this shit is and it's fucking annoying man yeah, but uh, on the positive note, Gabu is here. We got it finally. Guess. Yes, uh, very excited. Very excited. So this is a special episode because the last few episodes we've been kind of hyping it up and just what we've been doing during uh, the stay at home and mm-hmm. us three. We've known each other for a long time. It's about, I would say, a good what seven to ten years maybe uh yeah it's uh getting there <laughs> it's, it's been a long time and and it's back in the hmv yeah. days while you were a customer and yes. just mm-hmm. us uh bonding over the way we collect music yeah uh and stuff like that so it's just it's it, it's a it's a big episode where i'm super excited to talk about our, our our love for music and the last few episodes where we've been really focusing on certain artists you know we had the the mf doom uh salute to mf doom episode uh, we had the jay dilla uh anniversary episode of his death we had the dilla week uh but before we get into anything I'm, i need to ask you this question because it came into my brain all right and i know how much of a huge fan you were of him but the passing okay. of <laughs> mf doom yeah before 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 we hand you hand you that our 2000s episode 
it's it's well it's great because our last couple of episodes were the the doom farewell episode and we had the dilla mm -hmm. uh death anniversary but you're you joining us for our 2000s episode highly revolved around those two albums being part of that 2000s episode for right. our top 100 hip-hop albums mm -hmm. so go ahead i mean i think like all of us when the news broke of his passing I think we were all devastated. Uh, I was certainly very, very devastated. Um, I don't know if I told you this, but I actually have a vinyl copy of Mad Villain on top of my shelf looking down on me every day, right? Uh, that's how much I love this guy, you know? Uh, he's one of the rappers that actually got me to break the shell, right? Uh, to break the shell of the mainstream music because back in, I don't know how long ago, uh, I thought mainstream music was only the music that mattered, you know, nothing else really kind of mattered, you know, follow the popular trend, you know, but Doom's albums, you know, especially Mad Villain, uh, really opened my eyes to a lot of different genres and a lot of things. So I'm not going to lie. Uh, I cried a lot <laughs> when I heard that he died. Uh, so yeah, man, uh, even to this day, like um, it didn't hit me quite yet. I still can't kind of think of him as dead, you know, in a way. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling. Uh, I'm having a hard time listening to his stuff as well because it just reminds me of the reality of, you know, the situation. So I don't know. I'm still not over it. Might sound a bit more, bit uh, melodramatic, but that's how big of a, you know, idol and you know, like MF Doom was to me, you know, yeah. growing up and even to this day, you know. Um, it's crazy because you, <laughs> speaking of like the episode we're into, uh, MF Doom, um, you have some rare MF Doom shit that me and Steven don't own. One, one <laughs> rare, one rare. Yeah. One, we took uh, care of us in a few years. What is the? He has two rare ones. Well, he has <laughs> Venomous Villain. Venomous Villain, yeah. yeah. And then he has the the one where he took all the Nostradamus uh, instrumentals. Oh, really? Okay. Actually, actually, there's three then. Okay. Um, <laughs> the one that I'm most proud of, uh, it's actually a gift uh, from a friend. It, he, he did a collaboration with a streetwear designer, and he did this whole thing about a treasure map treasure hunt yeah. uh it comes in a wooden crate uh with like fake stones and <laughs> pocket watch and born like this in it i have that yeah oh, wow. <laughs> do you have the uh, operation doomsday lunchbox that i didn't get i thought it was a bit tacky so i didn't get it. <laughs> so if ever if ever you change your mind uh steve could swap that for your copy of venomous villain yes <laughs> man you know what you have been bothering me about Venomous Villain for God knows how long at this point. I'll make a promise to you right now here uh, in this episode. The next time I see your ass, I'll give you the copy. No, 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 no. There's no way I would take that from you. There's no way. I can... It's, it's fine, man. No, 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 like, no. It's fine. No, it doesn't make, that doesn't I'm, make sense. No, but, but hear me out. Like, I'm giving it to a person that I know will keep it you know, safely, and we'll actually enjoy it, you know? Well, relax. It's but... fine, man. No, no. It's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll give it to you. It's not a big deal for me, man. It's fine. It's, I... uh, 
I dig that album a lot. Yeah, I don't like it as much as you do. So yeah, I'll give it to you. It's fine. <laughs> I struggle okay. with that one too. I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. It, it it came in a period where he was putting out too much good content. I don't find it weighs mm -hmm. up with the rest. Well, you said it the best. It was coming up against uh, Mad Villain, right? It came out it right followed, after Mad Villain. Yeah, it followed Victor Vaughn, well, the vaudeville villain and Mad Villainy. And at the end of the year, mm -hmm. he kind of redeemed his year with um, food, right? Yeah. So Something that uh, when you when you brought that, and I don't want to go into an MF Doom episode, but he, I don't, he did it in a way of just like, here's a continuation to that album. I know I gave you Mad Villainy, but I'm still going to put out music after music because I'm a, it's a, I'm a different character going in. So I think he came in with the fuck it. Here's just part two. That's one way mm -hmm. of seeing it. I, I kind of see it as a, a sign of like future doom where I, like I always had the opinion that born, born this way, born like this or born this born way? Born like this, born like this. Okay, I always do born it because like of Gaga. Yeah, born good like album. This. The Gaga album is good. Yeah. So. But born like this, um, for me, I always felt lazy and so did the later releases up until recently when I kind of started really enjoying the JJ Doom stuff. I just feel like Venomous Villain was more of a way to say like, uh, was more of a was more of a, a preview of a lazier doom that came later. Mm -hmm. My opinion. Yeah, JJ Doom is highly underappreciated album. I find uh, a lot of good songs on there. Uh, aged really well. It did uh, age really, well. really, really well. Yeah. Well, me I, and Steve, we were going back and forth for like a good what month about uh, JJ Doom. Yeah, like after he died, we were trying to see like, is there anything we're missing from his catalog? Mm -hmm. That was the only one, right? There was the Nuruvian Doom. Okay, so I think that came afterwards. Yeah, I'll, I'll rephrase. That was the only good one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> well, he, But, yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. Okay, go. I felt bad because I had told Steve that uh, he didn't need JJ Doom because I remembered us last listening to it and it was like we didn't like it then. It sat in his office for like over a year and he never bought it so like what's... i even changed the white cover for the black cover when the black cover special yeah. edition came in yeah. and it just sat in my office because i i didn't know how to sit well with it because i found it then to be lazy mf doom like i'm just yeah. putting out a project to put out a project so mm -hmm. when this whole thing happened he was going to order a copy and i'm like but you didn't like it then so what's the point and then i revisited mm -hmm. and i was like oh fuck This is actually good. And then all the copies were sold out. So I was on Discogs one day. This is perfect for the episode because we're talking, we're going to talk about collecting music. I was on Discogs and there was one that got listed. It was like 30 bucks Canadian with the shipping included. Fuck. And I'm there and I'm like, I can't order this because I told them not to get it. So I'm going to feel horrendous ordering this. And I was just like, shh. Every man for himself, order. So a couple of days later, well, I tell I told I told it to him because I felt like I cheated on him. I didn't care. And, and um a couple of days later, the same seller listed a second copy. Oh. So I was like, huh, let me uh let me take care of him now. 
because I'm like I, I I could yeah I was like I got I I I cheated on him by grabbing the copy that he, of the album he wanted after I told him not to so let's both like, just get it they're here now so how's my book by the way you never answered my text message they are both in very nice shape really they're right there I'm I don't want to touch them now and put them up to the camera and drop them they're in very good shape they're right there. Yeah, because we know what happens when we have uh, we play around with CDs too much. They could fall out of towers, exactly, and we they <laughs> drop them on the floor. So uh, exactly, but no, they're in very good shape. So, uh, what have you been listening to? Like, is there anything? Because us, we've been really sharing it on the episodes what we've been into and stuff like that, and we've done a couple of posts mm-hmm. as well. But like, is there anything you've been listening to that you've been stuck on? Any new artists to check out that you might think nobody knows about or? Um, nothing really like that. It's been a bit of a slow year for me because work has been too busy and stuff like that. But uh, the one that I keep on going back to is the Wizards' latest record, OK Human. Yeah, you told me about that. And uh, yeah, and the Weather Station, uh, yeah. Ignorance, yeah. And I just uh, I just listened to the new Nick Cave album with Warren Ellis. Another one, yeah, yeah, very difficult album. But uh, after a first listen, I was very uh, surprised by it. It's uh, yeah, I think I'll go back to it quite often throughout the year. What, it, Great what does it sound like? I didn't t- I didn't I didn't hear it yet. And I usually while well, we discuss Nick Cave together a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I've only listened to it once, but there is a lot more dronier feels to the instrument. Okay. Um, it's it's weird. Is but there vocal it's, on it? Yeah, yeah. Nick Cave actually sings on the vocal. record. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out, man. It's uh, quite interesting. Okay. Uh, it's not one of those records that you'll go back to on a daily basis, yeah. but the mood will hit you right, and you'll go and yeah, like it's a great record. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's it's harder to 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 figure out when music is coming out. Uh, lately I find I've been having a lot of difficulty with that where it's like I keep going back to the same thing and because of this pandemic bullshit uh, artists aren't really releasing music consistently and there's a lot of artists yeah it's very hard and Mm -hmm. I think a lot of what we've said in past episodes guys like Kendrick were expected to be putting out a record uh, amongst others it's, it's a tough time to be dropping music when you're going to depend heavily on a tour that follows it. <laughs> yeah. So a guy like Kendrick that drops a record, sure, he'll get streams. And, and while even Drake got delayed, they'll get the streams, they'll get all that. But when you could really capitalize on dropping something and following it up with a tour, mm-hmm. uh, and, and honestly speaking, whether you release it now or whether you release it when, when things go back to normal, releasing it when it goes back to normal when people are going to be anxious to go out and see a performance and you're going to cash in much more then yeah because like i always see it in two two ways right like as a fan of certain artists or music um i get pissed when they delay an album or whatever they don't come out with a project that they said that would come out on certain year yes on one hand i'm really pissed but on the other hand, I completely understand. Like, if I was a musician that has an album to put out, knowing that most of my income or money will be made throughout the tours and whatnot, you know, I'll be hesitant to put it out, you know? Like, I understand. So, 
you know, I think we are at this point in the world where we just have to be more understanding <laughs> of the artist as well, you know. It sucks, but that's just the reality to it, you know. Like, when Drake uh, postponed his album, I, I don't know, a lot of people were hating on it recently, but I was genuinely interested at the new album that was going to drop in January that no longer did. And, you know, it is what it is, you know. Yeah. But uh, uh, in the midst of all this, do you keep trying to discover do you keep trying to as we said collect while well, we know you as like if if anyone collects as much as us too it's you like you're right up there as well mm -hmm. so for me i i think i've talked to you all like in when we actually saw each other in person my collecting days my, my collecting ways have changed drastically over years right um not because I don't want to. I think we have the same situation, which is called space. Uh, <laughs> I'm running out of space. Yes. Out of space twice uh, now since COVID. I have, I think I have about three boxes in my closet that's just filled with CDs, and I don't even know what's in there anymore. Wow. Um, so yeah, I I struggle with uh, space mostly, and also I'm trying to be more selective of what I buy nowadays, right? Um, so I don't know if you guys will agree with me on this, but nowadays I have this struggle of being a completionist uh, yes. or not. Okay, that's my struggle Fuck. too. That's good. Be welcome that to my is, life. Oh, Fuck. Yeah. For example, I was at Archambault last week, right? And <laughs> I go just to check out their stuff and I see Foo Fighters' new album is there, right? Um, I listened to it beforehand. I liked it, but... After two, three, fourth listen, I was like, okay, this is, uh, it's too adult rock for me. I don't know. It just sounded old to me. <laughs> but you you guys know me. I'm a huge fan of Foo Fighters. I'm like biased towards them. But I went to Arshamba, I held the city in my hand. I, man, like the, the struggle, man. Like, do I buy it because I have all their other records? Or do I not buy it because I didn't like it? After like 20, 30 minutes of contemplation, I didn't get it. <laughs> but now I'm like, I feel, I don't know. I feel like I disserviced them for some reason. So yeah, this weekend I'm going to go buy it. But I don't know, man. Like this, it, it's a constant struggle, man. <laughs> well, there's certainly the artists that, I mean, you're always going to kind of complete whether you like, like, well, I got you recently into the Peppers. Mm -hmm. They could, sh they could, they could, their very worst album to me was like a must because I have their catalog, but there's other mm. bands that like, you know, Arcade Fire's last album was a bit of a flop. Mm -hmm. If they follow it up with a flop and a worse one than the previous, that's when I might start disconnecting from, ah, maybe I don't need that one of theirs. But when it's kind of groups like you grew up on the Foo Fighters, um, or like Steve, like with any Wu-Tang member, it kind of becomes like, a, you know, there's there's certain acts that are safe that you'll always complete. Would you agree on that? Sure. I, I completely agree on that. But also on the flip side, right? But there's that struggle of, I know it's not good, but I know I'm going to buy it for the completing, you know, sake of things. Yeah. I I don't know, man. It's 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 hard to describe that inner turmoil that I go through every time <laughs> when it comes to like catalog collecting and things like I that. Feel you. 
but I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's weird. I still haven't found a good answer for this. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the crazy thing is, is with what's going on right now, I find myself spending more money because I, I am buying way more online versus going into the store and buying like Steve could probably agree with me is there is way to let, there's like no way of having fun going to an Ashambo or to a sunrise anymore because there's, it's like, there's nothing there that we don't already own. We're trying to get things now that we don't own that is either discontinued or is super hard to find. So going to these places, just like, ah, there's a $10 CD here. I might need it. Like the last time when you, when you went to Alshambo, Stephen, I told you, can you get me this $10 exhibit CD? Yeah. Like it was just getting to get. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. There's, there's no more fun as to where now is like, I'm sitting down on a computer. Okay. And I'm buying shit that is nowhere to be found and i'm paying enormous amount of money on cds and it's not the ten dollar twenty dollar thirty dollar cds i bought a cd last week that was 66 dollars wow oh my <laughs> what was it <laughs> it was uh rome streets and dj mugs uh it was 66 dollars because of the fucking horrendous shipping from the United States of America to Canada. Right. Uh, the city was actually $30 US. So it came out, there would be 40 Canadian, but, right, right. but like, I'm just trying to get things that are just like limited, just things that are, I need, but I don't really need. Like, it's really more like the digging, like I'm digging online for things I'm missing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just, um, it's, I'm spending way more money than I was when I was working yeah. at HMV because these things are way more expensive right now. Right. What about like when you get into new or not when you get into, I mean, we've, we've known a lot of music for a long time, but when you finally decide, like, I've known this band for a long time, I know like that I, that I should, that I would like or enjoy or that I should familiarize myself more with their catalog. So you dive into a new group that already has catalog. This was my problem with during COVID having too much time to do that. And just being like, mm. if I like this, I should like this. If I like that, I should like that. And then you have to kind of find your way around, like bringing yourself up to speed. Or if not, if you're not bringing yourself fully up to speed, where are the essential listens? that's become my favorite thing to do but it's also the most it's quite time consuming it makes me quite obsessive about like knowing which part of somebody's catalog is worth i'll give you the example like recently i told steve i did the king's catalog but the king's catalog kind of dies out once you enter the 70s so there's there's their their, their debut label let's say Sanctuary Records up until 1970 and then they signed to RCA in 71. So if I'm completing their their essential period, it's most of their days with Sanctuary. So their first record is great. Their second record is meh. 
and then their third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth record up until 1970 are fucking incredible. Well, how could I live without having those first two to complete the sanctuary record era? Right. But but right. then I need the first RCA record because that's their only good record after that. It's like this kind yeah. of like like it becomes a chase of sorts, right? For me, the the I have opposite problems, right? <laughs> uh, so when are we still calling for Tula Steve 2 now? <laughs> yes. How, yeah, how sure. are we Steve 2. So Steve 2 is saying that he's been buying more CDs, right? More music because of COVID, right? I am become the polar opposite. I have not bought that many since last year, basically. I think I've bought maybe maybe 10 records, I think, Whoa. over time, like 10 CDs. Because <laughs> here's the thing. I'm still very old school when it comes to music purchasing. I need to go there. I know like most times that I won't find anything, but I still need to go and see for my see for myself before I go online to purchase what I need to purchase. Right. I, I need that kind of, I need that experience for me. Music is very much, I mean, music buying or collecting is very much tied to the physical experience as well. Right. So like, I need to go out. I need to see it for myself that it exists or it doesn't exist before I do the online purchase. Yeah. Right. Um, that's why that has limited my music collecting quite a bit in the last year or so. But as Steve one was saying, I have somewhat also become obsessive about listening to all these artists that I was like, I should know their work a little bit more than I say that I do kind of thing. So I talked to Steve already uh, a couple months ago. Uh, I embarked on listening to the whole Prince cat- uh, catalog. Jesus. Um, he has a lot of albums. <laughs> I didn't know, uh, but he has a lot. Uh, but the thing is, everybody kind of thinks of Prince as he kind of dies down or changes too much in the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. And yes, that is somewhat true. But the man, he's uh, especially his like late 90s, early 2000s stuff is highly underappreciated, man. There's some good stuff <laughs> during that era. Like I can't give you album names because I was listening to one at a time, like by the year of release. But yeah, I've, I've, I have that kind of mentality now. Like listen to catalogs and see what I want to collect and things like that. But on the flip side of all this, like it's very hard for me to collect music nowadays because I just you just can't get the kind of satisfaction of going to like you know when HMV was still around like going to see you guys to buy music talk about music and having that you know intimacy right yeah. like that that whole act you know like I still miss it that's why I still associate with it very heavily so you know that's where I'm at with music collecting nowadays, man. <laughs> um, I'm I'm having a, a a problem with the artists I'm listening to right now. Well, not a problem, but the problem is is that the artists I'm listening to don't sell their CDs in stores. They mm. sell it on their own personal websites or Bandcamp or through right. Like uh, like Fat Beats or Get On Down Records, where they're situated in in the states, 
So mm-hmm. all of this is being done by themselves. They're selling it themselves. And a lot of their stuff is like, well, this is only 150 copies. This is only 300 copies. Uh, this is only available till midnight. Uh, so a lot of those things are coming in place. So it's going to the store for something is not really for me right now because those artists are always there. I could grab that shit. I'm listening to the oh, yeah. the artists that are like, fuck, there's the new West Side Gun. He's dropping it at 12 um, in the afternoon. I'm going to be the first one on the website to press, put in my cart and pay now. I completely agree with that. Uh, that's just the reality of the music industry nowadays, right? Uh, sometimes there is no escape. Uh, that's why I actually bought the, the album by the Koreatown Oddities last year. Uh, when I heard it, loved it, I bought it, but he was only selling it on Bandcamp. So I had to pay the shipping, US conversion and all that crap. Came out to like 40 bucks. It's worth it, sure. You know, because if if your artist is only releasing the album like that there's no choice you know you, you you ain't got no choice right you just gotta do what you gotta do but i'm saying for like majority of other records right especially like when you are discovering someone's catalog like steve did with uh, the kings or i did with prince you know these records exist yeah. in a store right that's the thing like i went to H- uh, arshambo to look for some print stuff every single one that i owned that i already owned was there but every single one of the things that I wanted to get was not there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it happens. <laughs> it's it's harder to find though. Like, and and now, I mean, it's it's a. I think this is a very obvious thing that I'm about to say, but it's harder to find stores that carry deep catalog. Like where oh, one hundred percent. Where we worked, we we kind of did. You could find a bit mm-hmm. more, like of like more obscurity, more obscure bands or lesser known records from great artists, but. Like going to a like we keep saying Archambault for anyone who doesn't who who doesn't listen to uh, who who listens to us from out of uh, Canada or Quebec for that matter it's a chain of music shops uh, music stores instruments uh, books uh, but it's owned by like one of the most like one of the biggest media companies of in in all of our province of Quebec so it's a very controlled and very um, how could I say it? Commercial? Yeah, they stick to the essentials. You're not going to find deep things over there. And if you do, it's a copy of uh, a copy that's been on the shelf for years. That's like at $29.99. At $29, like overpriced. And <laughs> so I think the like, and you're also not going to find these things in indie shops either because indie shops are devoted to like getting you those like obscure bands or what's hot now. So you wouldn't go to necessarily, I don't want to name drop too many places. You'll maybe find it, you'll maybe find it used at a cheap thrills or something. Mm-hmm. But does it still exist? Holy shit. I'm pretty I, I yeah, yeah. They, they should still exist, but who knows what they're selling now? And they're mm-hmm. more of a record shop than they are carrying yeah, like CD catalog, right? The record yeah. records are fucking easier to come across than CDs now. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like like Steve said, like all these like independent music stores, they don't do CDs anymore, man. Like uh, all the CDs that they do sell is like 
the catalog that they had for years on used shelves that they couldn't sell. You know, everybody, all independent music stores have converted to vinyls. Cine is a dying art, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's unfortunate uh, because it's so easy to store and things like that, but it is a dying art, you know. Uh, I think I have bought more records than CDs in the last year. (laughs) <laughs> for sure really um, i didn't think of i didn't think you would be doing that i mean i have my setup uh i have a good setup but i can't display it right now so i have like one of those like portable things um so i just listen to it there you know um but yeah and also it's a nice uh decorating a decoration piece right yeah. <laughs> i just like stack it onto my shelf uh kind of thing but uh yeah like the whole music collecting uh, era, I should say, I don't know. Uh, I'm almost accepting the fact that the end might be near, kind of, because everything is so digital now. Spotify, you know, uh, I don't know. It's it's a weird feeling, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And what I, happens, like, once these CDs stop, like, like I'm trying to... Like Steve now is into artists that really create a chase for their for their product. It's 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 a very niche thing. Like these guys, like Rome Streets or the Griselda guys, that release limited. Like mm-hmm. there's a chase in getting their stuff. It's part of the, the. They've kind of integrated collecting into being a fan of them, right? So within their community, there's people that buy their merch. There's people that flip their merch, trade their merch. Uh, but for the most part of music in general, like I think part of what I'm doing to in like this whole Kinks thing and getting obsessive, like which albums do I need? Is this fear that if I don't get it now, I won't get it? I have that fear yeah. constantly, constantly. Like. Um, because, for example, um, couple of months ago, I opened, I was going through my collection. I told Steve about this. I was listening to every single CD that I had displayed, right? And I'm going through them and I got into the, the Snoop Dogg, I should say, section, I guess. <laughs> uh, and I opened Doggy Style and the CD is missing. And I was like, son of a bitch, right? And I tried to go online. I went to Amazon. Like, They sold some, but they were coming from like Europe for some reason. And I go to Ashambo, they priced it at like fucking $30. Really? Yeah. And it's it's the type of CDs that was so easy to get at one point, you know, like when HMV was open, you know, like I remember it always being on like two for 30 or two for 25, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like nowadays, like the urgency is definitely real. Uh, if there is something that comes out that you want it, you need to get it at that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my biggest re- regret is not picking up uh, Frank Ocean's Blonde when it was up. Yes. Um, biggest regret. Yeah. Biggest regret. Um, so, yeah, like the sense of urgency, definitely real. <laughs> it's crazy. The, the, the sense of urgency for like for like me where I there's times, there's limits. Uh, it's like the thrill is amazing because you're just there with your computer. You're already logged in with your email and all that stuff. And then like, like, I'm going to say this 
I set a fucking alarm if it's at midnight, where if I fall asleep five minutes before, it's going to wake me up. I go to work and let my team members know that, hey, there's a CD dropping at 12 p.m. I'm taking a 10-minute break from 11.55 to 12.05. Like, and this happens fucking, I would say, every three weeks, okay? Like, it, it, there's a huge thrill behind it. And then when you press fucking pay and it goes through and it's like order confirmed, there's like a, like, you feel like you like your legs are about to give on you. Just, you feel, you just want to lie there and just be like, ah, feel so good. So- and then, and then the weight, <laughs> uh, and sorry, Steve, I didn't mean to no, just to continue, cool, cool. but like one of the biggest, uh, ones that happened for me was, um, Actually, 2020, when West Side Gun put out Pray for Paris, Steve, you know this, because yeah. you were, I had asked you to maybe go on and buy one of the one of the albums covers because he released uh his CD on his on his uh on his site at 12 p.m. And one of them was a limited edition cover, then there was the original cover. And you need to put one in your cart, get out go put the other one in your cart. But I didn't know how many limits there was. Like I had Steve that he might've had to go get it for me. And then I had Malenko who I was working with that was on a 10 minute break with me doing the same thing. And at some point I just, like we were screaming at each other in in, in, in the office and I ended up getting both of them. And as soon as I got it, five minutes later, one of the covers was, completely sold out so there was that whole drive and thrill and and then the wait for it to come in the mail and then you get it in the mail you look at it you look if it's in good condition and you just fucking shove it in your towers and that's done (laughs) that's that's a bit of the issue that that in, in in keeping on completing like i mean you see the towers they're full and i have like i i i cleared out stuff to fit new stuff in twice since covid started and like wow. <laughs> right now i managed to fit a quarter of what's sitting beside me here last week uh nothing fits there's nothing more to get rid of i'm i'm like i'm at the point where like now i only have good music there's no trash anymore to get rid of which is cool but those towers Ooh. are now discontinued Oh, so, like man. storage has become an issue. Storage <laughs> has become an issue. Fuck uh, you, IKEA. Yeah. But about that chase that you're saying with like the Griselda stuff, how many copies do you think they're actually printing that? Okay, so in this instance, it sold out quick, it was gone. But like a Conway album, like do they sell out of everything or is there always kind of stuff that lingers? Uh, they sell out of everything, but. He- West West Side Gun, uh, Conway, and Benny, they're they're really smart because they will have their limits where people go right away for it. And it's mostly for their vinyls. Mm -hmm. Like their vinyls are sold on um, Dope. It's a a record uh, pressing uh, whatever. And their vinyls go sell out in like one minute. Their CDs, what they do with them on their site is that They'll put them up, let's say, Friday or Monday at 12 or at a certain time, and they'll leave it for you either for 24 hours 
and then take it down after the 24 hours, or they'll give you a good three days. And I'm, and I'm guessing, uh, they just have, they'll probably maybe print like 500 and once all of them are sold out, they'll take it down or they'll wait till the end and just make that amount of copies. That's what I think a lot of it is. Yeah. So, so like it's, it's creating the want for it. And let me tell you guys one thing, especially that you're speaking of Griselda. I've been listening to them for a very long time and I regret missing out on so many of them where I was just like, eh, the shipping is going to make me pay $50 for a CD. I'll just wait. It'll always be there. I'm missing like three, four that if I go online now and check for them, I'm spending like $300 on. Man, I, I just don't have that kind of thrill anymore. Um, like you're saying that like, you know, having that limited time to purchase a certain artist's album, like it excites you, thrills you, and you do, you go out of your way to do what you need to do. But as I said before, it's just, it's so hard for me to kind of attach myself to that kind of thrill when I'm just at the end of the day, just online shopping, right? Um, I still remember back in the day, I, I don't even remember what year it was, I walked into HMB, uh, Chip Thrills, uh, and they had a CD on display and I was like, man, they don't actually sell CDs here, but they actually had the one that I've been looking for for years. It was a DJ shadow compilation album called the four track era. It's a three disc, uh, CD and they had it and it was like $55 or some shit, you know? And I remember just buying that and I just like, kind of like you so eloquently put my knees got weak, you know, I was like, holy shit, I'm so excited for this, you know? And. I just don't get, I don't get that kind of excitement anymore, man. Like the last time I went that like balls in for collecting a certain catalog was my David Bowie collection, right? I have every single thing that he's recorded from A to Z on my collection right now. And that was a tough, you know, adventure. You know, there are some CDs that's, I love David Bowie, you know, like God rest his soul, but uh, there's some crappy shit yeah, in his catalog, right? You don't need everything. <laughs> you know? And and those things were particularly hard to get. Of course. You know, but I I, I actually went to Toronto to buy them. <laughs> I went to Ottawa <laughs> to search for them. Uh, you know, I did my due diligence, right, to collect a certain artist's catalog. And I don't know, like some part of me, I, I not some part of me, like, the whole part of me kind of wants that excitement back. But like you said, the reality is that the printings of certain albums and artists work is so limited nowadays that yeah. you'll never be able to do this, you know? And, you know, like just thinking back of the times that we had together, right? Like when I used to go to HMV to see you guys and you guys all talked to me very like excited about a certain album, recommend me stuff and I would recommend you stuff and we compare what CD was in good condition to like, don't buy this. I kept some site for you. You can check the conditions <laughs> on that. You know, it was fun days, man. I love those days and it excited me. Like it, it was an event for me, you know, going to HMV and buying CDs and whatnot. And, yeah. I think that's kind of, that's definitely died down. Yeah. I still always look forward to going to pick up a new release when I can now. Like I said, it's been a long time. At the beginning of COVID, I'd mask up and go like, fuck it. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is still something I love, you know, but it it definitely is, is 
has kind of lost. It, it feels like more of a chore than anything right now. Yeah. And especially in I a agree. situation wherein it's like fucking inconvenient of all things to be doing. Is this what I should be doing? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not, um, it's not practical right now. One of the things that, uh, yeah. that you, that you said about the Griselda thing reminded me about, uh, something that Gabu and I bought, I think together even was the, uh, uh, moon shape pool deluxe vinyl. Yes. Yes. And in there you get very the, proud of the purchase. <laughs> so when you were talking about like not things, not being a thrill anymore and, you know, having bought that and kept it sealed and like having like an original pressing of the nationals high violet colored vinyl sealed numbered mm-hmm. they're thrilling things to have and and like fuck like i got this but it kind of like like i'm starting to see more of the like what am i going to do with this and so i'm happy just completing my regular CD collection because that special edition of whatever it does serve no purpose for me. It's a very momentary happiness, right? Uh, The artists put up something and they're like, we are only printing like, I don't know how many prints they did for Moonshape Pool, but we are going to have this many for this amount of time. So get your things, you know, and at that point, you don't think about your financial situation. You don't care. You just buy because you like it, you know? And yes, since I've bought it, I've looked at it maybe twice. Uh, (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I haven't even opened it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yes, it serves no purpose, but at the same time, I get the excitement of, Oh, I was part of that. Yeah. You know, so thinking back, like I was part of that, you know, like, and that still kind of gives me, you know, like the, the tinkling sensation, <laughs> you know, like, Oh, I was part of that. You know, It values quite well online. So there's, there's a lot of like, like different price points. There's not, the, but, but everything's above a hundred bucks, which I think is what we paid. Some people are asking yeah. for 200 on eBay. You never but told let's me not this. kid ourselves. Yeah, but let's not kid ourselves, man. We're never going to sell this kind of stuff. And, <laughs> We're going to keep it till we die. And, and that's the other thing that leads me to, to, <laughs> to worry about like this collecting habit that we have is when is it, when is it right to let go of these things? Is there ever going to be somebody that's interested in actually paying the supposed value of it? You know what I mean? Like these things mean something to us. But, like mm-hmm. tell somebody who doesn't care for this, that it's worth 200 bucks or 300 bucks. It's like get the fuck out of here. I'll, I'll tell you one thing, yeah. S- Steve, and I'm happy you brought that up because I was going to mention something. When I see the shop on Discogs uh, and I see people selling a CD I want for ridiculous prices, I look at it and I'm like, you're doing this to make money off the art and uh, the music is completely off. Like you're out. Like fucking, you're taking away from all of that. If you're buying a fucking CD and selling it for four hundred bucks, and you think somebody's gonna fucking pay for that, you're you're fucking totally wrong. You're just trying to make money off of this, and you're not listening to it for the art. You're not buying it when it comes out 
for the art of it and for the the music of it and the passion that you like this artist you're just doing it to make money i see things sitting there it's been like four years now and nobody's gonna buy it at that price i see i see what you mean by that but i also disagree with that because in this kind of case like take us for example okay i don't have the fanciest records most of like most of most of what i have is just catalog there's nothing there are the few like uh maybe that are still sealed that might be worth something or whatever and what you're saying is 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 totally fine but now myself as a collector somebody who's cherished like the, the owning the record and being a fan and listening to the art my sealed copy of tyler the creator wolf is not going to be sold cheap for you that's no. one of the few things that i have that's mm -hmm. nice yeah so I see where you're coming from and it's a, it's a fuck you. Like when you can't have it yourself and you got to pay extreme amounts of money for it. Yeah. But at the same time, like what's to say this guy isn't another you somewhere that mm. just has a, a nice thing that he can finally sell for a nice price. Yeah. No, you, you make a good point. I, I, I'll agree with you on that one for sure. It's just that it's like, for a guy like me who wants to collect for me knowing yeah. i'm never gonna sell this because i just want it in my tower and look yeah. at it from time to time it's kind of like fuck i gotta pay 400 dollars to look at something oh for you it wouldn't be worth it then yeah mm -hmm. but finding but, that somewhere but, as a steal yeah for sure yeah but for someone in the world you know may come across that uh, posting and be like 400 easy i'll do it yeah. you know like it, it it depends on like how you kind of put your the level of importance for certain artists yeah. right like how much you care about them and stuff like that you know there is Basically, also yeah go i was gonna say there is also just being reasonable in that paying 400 for a cd is probably not the right thing to do period whether no. <laughs> it makes you happy or whether it's it's just probably not the um Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, first off, with the spending $400 on a CD, if you're buying it from somebody and that's online and you've never seen the actual physical copy in your hands, you might get either a broken copy, uh, a, cover that, a cover art or anything that's not the real thing. You could get so much fake shit in ordering this stuff so a lot of people put up prices because they know it's worth so they'll just be like mm -hmm. oh, i'll just buy him a bootleg send him a bootleg i'll make it myself or, or or whatnot so there's a lot of things that come in play also with that stuff so you gotta be you gotta be careful with that stuff um speaking of spending 400 gabu Have you ever spent, Yo. what's the most you've spent on uh, a physical copy of something? Oh, man, I've definitely spent some ridiculous amount on some things. Uh, like some of my DJ Kubert stuff was pretty expensive. Um, I think one of the CD that he did, like his breakbeats, I think I paid about 75 bucks for it. Uh, I didn't even think about it. I was in Toronto. I saw it. I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna buy it. You know, 
um, listen to it like once or twice. It's just breakbeats, man. Like it's nothing that interesting. Um, I think the one that I paid a lot was uh, uh, MF Doom and MF Grimm. Album. Oh yes, it's uh, true. You told me about that. Oh fuck, it's true. Yeah, that one I paid a lot. I think it was like hundred something. I, I don't know. I, I don't even remember how much I paid for that one. But I remember, I wasn't. I didn't have money that much money back then. I was in Toronto. I saw it. I was like, eh, went in Rome, so I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like five songs uh, and then remixes. No. Yeah, it's it's not <laughs> worth it. But I know, uh, like. You know, I have some rare MF Doom stuff. So, like, you know, it kind of completes it in a sense. Uh, also, like Cornelius, uh, Sensuous. I remember buying that in Toronto for a pretty expensive price, too. Yeah, I have some here and there that I that's expensive. But the ones that I actually treasure is the ones that I got autographed, right? Like, those things that, like I keep. Like, I have a RZA autographed 36 Chambers. Nice. Uh, oh. I have Flaming Lips, uh, Wayne Coin autograph, uh, Yoshimi Battles, the Pink Robot album. You know, those those things for me is worth more. You know, what's uh, how much did you say you spent on the MF Grimm? I think like hundred twenty five. It was years Christ. ago. I, I don't remember, uh, and I don't know if I've ever shown it to you guys, but it looks hella bootlegged. Uh, <laughs> you lent it to me. You lent it to me. I put it on my okay, computer. It's, okay, it looks very. Uh, Bootlegged. <laughs> wow. Oh fuck. Yeah. I had a phase with MF Doom. I was like, I don't care if it's bootleg. If I see you, I'ma buy you. Uh, <laughs> and most of the time I got it in Toronto in uh Sonic Boom uh, music uh, record store. Oh yes. Great store. Um yes. and there was one, there was one independent small uh, music store they only sold new things i forgot the name of the place i think they closed down though it was on college street uh that's where i bought some of the dj cubert's and cornelius like japanese stuff over there right yeah i mean i just like because like you said like oh, th- this week's episode was going to be about music collecting so there were a lot of times i reminisced throughout the last couple of weeks like thinking about some of the most outrageous things that I've done to buy a CD or, you know, whatever. And man, like just thinking back to some of them, like, I can't believe I found the energy to do all that. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Huh? It's like, fuck my bank account just went down. But, but, but at that time it was worth it. Though. Yeah. Right? No, no, the like, feeling. It was oh, worth it. The yeah. feeling. Uh, so for me, well, on one CD, it was the Conway uh, from King to a God. Remember I texted you, uh, Steve? And yeah. I was like, I'm just going to fucking do it. Yeah. Uh, How much was it, bro? Uh, 160. <laughs> nice. Okay. US. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it was, Big spender it right was 100 <laughs> plus the shipping and then the exchange. So it was 160 completed in canadian dollars uh, besides that uh when i was younger there was a when i was heavily into weatherman and definitive jux and all that stuff there was a yak ball cd uh called my claim that i spent 60 dollars on this is when i was like just out of high school and i had like a part-time job 
And I was like, mom, can you lend me like 20 bucks so I could add it to the CD I want to buy? Uh, but besides that, remember, Steve, when I spent $300 on, uh, I got five Griselda CDs. I got two Conways. I do remember uh, that, yeah. Yes, I got uh, Devil's Reject, uh, more steroids. I got Hitler Wears Hermes 4. I got the Holland Nash. And I got another one that I can't remember, but yeah, that was, that was, those are the most I've spent on CDs. Uh, you Steve. The biggest purchase for one specific album and any version of it was probably that Moonshape pool deluxe. Mm. That's that was in British pounds and, and shipping was not like it, it, it was way overpriced for how much I care to have it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but at that moment though <laughs> so I, I bought that in spite of not being able to go to the St. Pablo tour because I was going to be out of town so I was like you oh. know what I can't go see the fucking also, show I'm buying this yeah and also we also talked about it because we bought it at the same time and we didn't want to miss out like in rainbows yes because in rainbows would yeah. be the one to own if I had to choose really between the two exactly yeah there was an in rainbows kind of deluxe like that too. Yeah. yeah. The last the last three he, records they did that, right? They even did it with King of Limbs, right? Yeah, and I own that too. Nice. Cool. <laughs> because ever since In Rainbows, I'm like, I'm not gonna miss out anymore. Yeah. I'm just gonna buy everything they put and the out. The second disc of In Rainbows actually has solid songs, like songs they, they exactly. toured and yeah. played during the tour. So there's good stuff on yeah. that. But a single CD during COVID, uh and before the new Phoebe Bridgers album came out, I wanted a copy of the Boy Genius EP, mm. which I I don't know why it was pressed for a short tour that they had in Japan, but was never done in North America. So there's a Matador copy that exists in Japan. It's official, whatever. And I ordered it from a Discogs shop in Japan. I think it costed 50 bucks for an EP. Wow sealed new official it's cool to have i i feel like there must have been another time that i did that but even just that ep at 50 bucks i felt was and i still feel is too much especially that one day it might just get released internationally and then i don't really care to have the japanese version of it the thrill steve the thrill it, it, um, the thrill, I'll, man. I'll be completely honest after opening it it was the same like the rest i opened it i looked at i looked if the if the packaging of the album was fine and i said wish it was better so uh, yeah you know, at some point like it 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 satisfies you to order it but i find mm-hmm. once it arrives i'm just the same old i'm trying to think yeah. of another time like another I mean, Japan. How was the, how long did it take for it to get there? To, to it wasn't place? too bad. It wasn't too bad. It was quicker than some things I ordered from the U.S. Even the U.S. is horrendous yeah. for shipping. Horrendous. Oh, yeah. the, the the borders are, I guess, tough on what on what they want to drill you with customs on. I don't know. But two weeks, three yeah. weeks. It took from Japan, give or take. Yeah. Okay, good because I have a bunch of stuff in my cart uh, from Discogs uh, coming from Japan. But Steve, the JJ Dooms that I ordered came from France. One, no. they, they they came a week after I ordered each one. That's it's it's France. Crazy fast. Uh, I have a CD coming from Italy that I'm waiting on. Uh, when it comes from Europe, fuck Germany, I got a CD. This actually, 
the the three the five CDs I just told you I spent three hundred dollars on. I got that in like a week and a half from Germany, no Scotland, mm-hmm. one of those two places. That shit came in a week. Okay. You order from the states, it takes like a month, a month and a half. Makes absolutely no sense. I don't know, man. I, I have a CD on order, but it's due to arrive in like three weeks from now, and it's coming from Ontario. So, huh. you know, <laughs> you can never tell with these things. <laughs> yeah. Um, quick question. We could we could uh, take it a step further from the last question, but what's an item, a music collecting item that's decently overpriced or that's out of our budget that one day you would eventually be like, yes, I'm, I'm buying this? Oof. Oof. Can I start? Yes. Yeah. Please go. I plan on one day owning a copy of Blonde. Mm, a CD? Yes. Yeah. With the magazine. They have it on CD? Yeah. There's two versions. There's the one that came with the magazine. So it's that one's another tricky one because there's a version that came with the magazine but has an alternate track list. Mm-hmm. Then there's a version that came with the magazine with the track list that you have online. And then there's a Black Friday uh, release that's just a digipack in black and white. That was a limited release on, mm. the, on the Black Friday of the same year it released. One of okay. those three versions I'll be happy to own. And if I could do endless two, I, I, I'd just complete. Right. Mm. What, why didn't you get them when they came out, though? I'm surprised. Working probably full or part-time yeah. at, a, at a record shop doesn't pay you enough to afford that. Good call. <laughs> and also, like, we were talking about it when it was released. And we were both talking about, should we get it? Yeah. Right? And I think at that time... If I remember correctly, we weren't as fond of that album as we are now. We weren't, but I think no. I you you say that and that that rings a bell. There was um because that came out around the same time as Pablo or after Pablo. Yeah, and the Pablo the the Pablo date in our system at work kept getting pushed back before it was yes. officially canceled. Blonde mm. and Blonde was also in our system. Uh, I think it was. <sighs> select distribution right. that was going to print a copy for it like a, like just a mass-produced standard copy. i remember and right. we were waiting to see is there just going to yeah. be a regular copy or not and eventually yeah there wasn't. i remember yeah yeah that sucked <laughs> <laughs> oh, man for me like yeah blonde would be cool to have that i would pay like extravagant amount of money but for me i still have to go back to the in rainbows deluxe uh it's the one that got away, man. And I will need to have that in my collection one day. I, I need to. I, I still think about it, man. Every time I look at my King of Limbs and Moonshade Pool, I'm like, this needs a brother. <laughs> you know? <laughs> got to do it one There's day. a missing sibling in the... Uh... Uh, makes sense. Steve? Uh, for me, would probably have to be... Probably Hitler Wears Hermes 2 which is about $315 US right now. <laughs> uh, Hitler wears Hermes 3 that you cannot find it anywhere. I don't even, it's it's all CDRs. Huh? So like it was him who printed it, put the music on the disc, Jesus. released when it came out. 
like it's like you go to the dollar store and get that case and you just put the slip in with the cd um probably the same thing for there's actually a cover i am missing from supreme blind tell west side gun it's because he made three covers one of them was him with the Fendi mask and the the AK-47. And the second cover was the Chris Benoit. I own the Chris Benoit cover. I want the Fendi mask <laughs> one, which is about wow, one, okay. 165 right now. So yeah, if there, and, you got okay. another one you wanted to say? Or? I have a bunch more, but I'm just, I'm going to be here all night if I start going through them. Now, I'm just wondering, why wouldn't you just make your own CDRs? Oh, wait. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, CDRs. Uh, because I don't know. It's just fuck. It came out when it came out, and it's the he fucking sold that. I don't know. It's just and and I, before maybe that's the that's the charm. Maybe yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It is the charm. <laughs> and that's what's the to thing. say three hundred dollar copy you buy isn't somebody that made their own CDR? I. I would buy it if it was from one of the people that I've already bought in Griselda stuff from, number one. Number two, mm-hmm. if I ever, for some reason, either meet him or I'm in an area where he's selling it himself once again, then those play into it. All right. Yeah, I have a question. So, like, we talked about, like, the most expensive thing that we own to the most expensive thing, I mean, the price that we're willing to pay for a certain thing. But on the flip side, what was the thing that you got that you're like, holy shit, that was a really good price. Uh, what is, what, what's that in your collection? Starting. You start. Yeah. I can start. Yeah. It, I can start. It's very easy. Uh, back in maybe 2008, seven, I walked to HMV early in the morning uh, I think it was you, Steve, who told me, yo, we have a huge sale of Stone's Throw shit. And you had their all their discography, me? like Stone's Throw Records. I think it was you or Nico I w- was working at that time. I wasn't there. there yet, so I had to be in Yeah. So you guys said like there was a Stone's Throw Records sale and everything was like two for 10 or three for five, 10. Five for 20. Five for 20. I walked out with a lot of CDs that day. <laughs> And it's still some of the stuff that I listened to. I bought all my Quasimodo stuff, Ono, Peanut Butter, Wolf stuff. Yo, man, that was a hell of a sale, hell of a bargain. <laughs> I missed out on the Ono stuff. I don't know why I bought other stuff, but not the Ono stuff. Mm-hmm. I regret that fucking big time. Yeah, yeah, I bought everything that day. It was was one of the most memorable uh, day of my uh, collecting uh days <laughs> i was like holy shit five for 20 <laughs> what <laughs> makes no sense because those throw stuff is not cheap you know like they always kind of they're kind of like the sub pop of hip-hop they always charge a bit more than yeah. other labels Everyone's so yeah that was would a, get a deal bargain. on like warehouse stock right dead stock mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah. like they did that with the radiohead deluxe editions too at one point they brought them all in for like dirt cheap yep Right, I remember. I bought some. Yeah, I think. I, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I bought Kid A and uh, no, not Kid A. OK Computer and the Benz. Yeah, because those remember. were in the boxes. Yeah. They had like a nice. Box. Yeah, I had the I have the OK Computer mm-hmm. one here. For me, yeah. the best deal I got on something. There's one thing that I got a hell of a good deal on, thanks to Steve, and I don't know if I'm allowed to share it. 
but it's uh it's not even records it's not even music it's it's a it's a movie collection oh stanley kubrick am i allowed oh fuck what do i give a shit fuck you <laughs> the uh stanley, the stanley kubrick uh blu-ray set I'll, I'll i'll give a music one as well after but the stanley kubrick uh the blu-ray set it's the big numbered box set it goes for hundreds of dollars some people even sealed sell, sell it for a couple of thousands wow i keep seeing a couple of hundred dollars one dollar what? <laughs> in fact, in fact, I don't even think I paid it. <laughs> At that point, I don't. Stephen, I don't. Okay, really that, count that's dollars, a deal. But, that's a deal. <laughs> but music related, there's definitely a few. Well, anything MF Doom right now, like the Um Food, is just hard to find right now. Oof, yeah. Villain, yeah. Like you can't really get those anymore. So maybe those. Hmm. Uh, speaking of MF Doom, after we, me and Steve just rebought uh, Danger Doom and Born Like This, just because they had different covers. Okay, especially the Danger Doom. Did you see the new Danger Doom cover? Like the yeah, I saw it. It's yeah. fucking nice, ridiculous. Yeah. I was tempted. I was tempted for sure. <laughs> uh, for me, the best deal I got on a CD was I went to. I think it was Tantua Tour. And you know, well, it's all changed now, but you walk in and there was like a just a couple of towers of CDs. And I found Joel Santana uh, with the game. No, um, back like Cook Crack 1 and 2 uh, mixtapes that were only sold back in the day uh, for like five bucks. Okay. Uh, and that was super exciting. That's really about about it uh steve actually bought me as a gift the kanye west um my beautiful dark was it my beautiful dark steve yeah twisted fantasy uh the special edition mm. yeah right? was it too yeah with the, with yeah the movie i don't think that's what? really like that that would be the watch the throne too like the deluxe of watch the throne is kind of like it's a good deal now, but I think it was mass produced. I think you could probably still find them. No, you bought me the the hardcover because that wasn't in here as the hardcover. The jewel case was a Europe, but yeah. it's a, a regular edition of the of the Europe uh, pressing that I yeah. thought you'd be interested in having. Yeah, yeah, and you said that in your will, you will write that I can get the graduation hardcover, right? Yeah, sure, you could have it. I think there's bonus <laughs> tracks on it. I didn't open it. Yeah, you'll never open it, I hope. All my Kanye's, I have a duplicate of unopened. I'll give it to you when I die. <laughs> Some of my recent Kanye's, I have, I have Ye and Kitsy Ghost duplicate sealed. Both yeah, copies too, yeah. sealed. I was like, like, I don't even need those albums, technically. Of all albums. Hey, don't talk shit, man. Kitsy Ghost. <laughs> My favorite album that year, man. It's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, do you know I... when you guys collect like certain things? Do you guys get like, like let's say you're buying a series of reissues from an old band mm-hmm. or like or an old artist? Do you get picky on which reissue it is, or like any any version of the album you're happy with? Like let's say you were to get like, 
I don't know. I'm trying to think. Gab's laughing. I don't know if that <laughs> if that's because he does that, but like, um, let's say you know, like the first ten Prince records were re-released. Oof. Yeah. In 2002, this isn't. They actually, are, but will you try and get the the same series of re-releases? I'll, I'll just answer this with this. Um, <laughs> I have six different versions of OK Computer. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> but they only ever re-release OK Computer. They are they have yet to re-release anything else other of other than yeah. that deluxe edition series. I have so many different versions of OK Computer. I don't even know why. Uh, it's not even my favorite Radiohead album either. <laughs> so it's it's weird. <laughs> Actually, I also did that with In Rainbows. I bought the the regular one that came out here, and because I missed out on In Rainbows deluxe set, I got really pissed off. And I got the Japanese import. And the cover is actually written in Japanese instead of English. Oh, cool. So that's pretty nice. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do that for some, certain artists like uh, the Smiths when they released the uh, Queen is Dead reissue not too long ago. Yeah. I bought the big box set for it. Uh, it's one of my favorite albums of all time. Uh, it depends, right? It depends on how much I enjoy the album. I will buy the reissue. Like, J. Dilla Donuts. I've bought it more than five, ten times because <laughs> I've always I lose the CD or whatever, and I also have it on tape as well, and I also have it on vinyl. So okay, you did that with yeah. Mad Villainy too, no? I have Mad Villain on CD and on vinyl and tape. and an unopened CD tape. Tape, I think I do, but I just don't see it anymore. I don't know where it is. It should be somewhere in my closet. <laughs> I have a lot of cassette tapes, man. I have like Slim Shady EP there somewhere too. I, I don't know. <laughs> really it's a lot of crap in there <laughs> yeah well uh you should open it when you're bored and then things you don't want you could just throw it our way uh i can give you some money for it uh <laughs> all right all right just let fucking know. let me know especially tapes because i like old school hip-hop on tape yeah. the one that i still have out right now is uh nwa straight out of content. yeah i have that too i think steve Take. you have it too yeah. no what? Oh, this is the tape that I bought in 1990-something. <laughs> um, my NWA albums, I actually don't even own separately. It's like a two-for-one, like a combo, really? a combo disc with okay. the two albums on one disc. I've, I'm not that big on them. Mm. I don't care as much. I, I, I prefer the Ice Cube solos, early solo career than NWA, to be honest, and Dre stuff. Than... I agree. Uh. Uh, yeah, I think... Ice Cube's uh, early solo stuff is so much, not so much better, but I think it it just aged better. I, I don't know. Oh, There's some lines in sure, NWA. Yeah. yeah, so. So yeah. on a depressing note, oh. uh, unless anybody has anything else to add, do you ever think of where your music collection is going to go when you disappear off the face of the earth? Jesus. No, but wow. think of it. No, but you, uh, I, I, I don't know. I really hope you guys start thinking of these things because at some point, like something's like, yeah, we can pass it down. Do you want to like, like I'm hoping my kids are into this as much as I am. I highly doubt it, but it would like, I really hope that I could give this to my kids. And if not, well, uh, what do you want me to what I, I'm not going to give it to the Salvation Army uh, like I don't know like what the fuck do you do with this <laughs> think of it it's a it, like think of it 
<laughs> it's 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 definitely a dark part. You brought this episode to a dark place, but off the top of my head, what would I do? I'd probably have it. I, because you know, it might it might really not be of importance to have these things by that time. But say there's still an interest, and say like. You know, for all we know, like at some point later in our, in our in our forties and fifties, like CD might come back around, and that might be a good time to start really getting rid of shit and making fucking money off it. If it comes back around and they're out of print, and it's like there might be a resurgence at some point, like there was with record. I'd capitalize on that before I go, if that were to be something that happens. And since that's unlikely, um if my kids aren't interested and if like, and they probably won't be because there's going to be so many new technologies. If there's an interest to have this stuff somewhere where it could be used for the arts, like a school or um, uh, uh, something that educates people on music. Uh, like I remember when I did my music recording uh, courses at, at Vanier college, there was albums in the library that you can just take out for free. And they were there for the music students and they were there for like, uh, if you needed a song for your, for, for projects or whatever, I would, I would donate to something like that, or they'd be used for, 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 for kids to be able to like discover fucking use in school or whatever be the case. Right. But again, that's, that's not going to be needed when it's time because there's going to be digital everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I'd never thought about it, but I think it's one of those things like when I'm gone, it's not my problem anymore. That's a good way to uh, see it. Man. <laughs> so somebody else has to deal with it and it is what it is. Like I'll just enjoy it to the fullest while I'm here, you That's... know, keep doing what we got, what we do. And you know, it is what it is. You know, <laughs> I, I, I really hope my kids one more, like probably more my son would get into it and then just be like, wow, this is what my father listened to and spent all his fucking money on and never bought me anything. <laughs> <laughs> There's some that are coming with me no matter where I go. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be some editing of this part of the episode. So Yes, uh, please do. <laughs> so on that note... Uh, Gabu, yeah. anything you want to add? No, nah, man. Like, for me, like, sure, like, you're recording this for an episode. But for me, like, this is what we did when we met up with each other. And they're having a few drinks. We just talked about music, Fuck, right? Yeah. Like, for me, like, I just missed that, you know, because it's been so long. Like, we can say so much via text, you know. So, for me, I came into today's uh, recording as if we were just hanging out, just talking, like our old days, you know, seems like million ages, uh, years ago now because of the stupid COVID. Yes. So yeah, it was fun, man. It was fun. It was fun. This is, yeah, man. How do you feel about, I'm yes. um, just throwing this out there. I didn't talk to Steve about this, but I'm doing it. Uh, you want to be on more often? Yeah, man. Like I'm down. <laughs> if it Good. is, that we, we yeah. can find some topics and uh, and shoot shit more often. Yeah, it would be nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Because, yeah, like at times, like we went into some real 
we went real deep for certain music topics. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like, you know, maybe the listeners will enjoy our intenseness too. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I, uh, I hope we could do it again. I hope no, we, we find will. The... Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Uh, there's going to yeah. be some things down the line that we'll, we'll watch you on the episode four. Uh, for sure, your input and uh, some cool episodes that will be coming up for sure. Yeah, just uh, hit me up anytime, man. So uh, I should be available most days. <laughs> on that note, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a part of it. It's good to have you back. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I am probably not going to take that venomous villain from you. Uh, <laughs> I would feel too bad coming from you, especially. Uh, but thank you. Uh, if, if you <laughs> put in your will that I could get it when, if anything ever happens, and we'll take it from there. But he, he was trying. He was really trying to sneak that in. You in your will. I'd rather give it to you than write it in the will. <laughs> hey, no, that's man. That's like he wants to see you happy with that record. That, exactly. that means something. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. And I get fucking happy with things like that. And when I own something, I've been wanting. So uh, I appreciate yeah. it. And hopefully one day we'll see each other and uh, you never know what could happen. So, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but honestly, thank you for being a part of the episode. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, uh, thank you. Steve, what's coming up for us before we go? Next week, uh, we are launching... Is it next? Yes, next week we're launching the all-time sportscast on March 9th. We didn't plug that at the beginning of the episode. So all football talk. Uh we got a we got a great group of guys that are gonna just that we're just gonna have a round table discuss uh the football offseason so far and we're gonna keep that going up until the end of the season. We have next week's all-time podcast episode, which is a fly god five-year anniversary episode. Steve and uh, Milenko are gonna take over that one. Yeah, that's They're a big episode. Kill it on that, I I don't have much to add to that, so I'm gonna sit out that episode. I'm gonna. Oh, be, you're sitting out. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna be busy with the with the sportscast. So. Okay, I'm gonna, so you're. I'm gonna so you're sitting off. out. Yes. <laughs> as long as you could keep it to a reasonable time, like what we did tonight, that's a reasonable time. Don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't not, don't overkill. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be good. You guys check it out. Uh, if if you guys are if you guys love listening to us for the hip hop talk and for uh, Steve's love for Griselda right now, the, the things he plugs, the way he talks about it, join because he's uh, he's he's gonna run that. Yeah. So uh, thanks once again, guys. Don't forget to check us out next week. Uh, see you guys soon. Stay safe. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>